Welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga series and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. And this week, we are talking about Level E, and we are joined by our guest, Godswill. Godswill, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, excited to be on the episode. A uh, very interesting series that we read. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate it. We talked about the warm up <laughs> like six minutes ago. It was awesome that you actually picked a series because it's actually a very rare treat. I guess it's like, yeah, I really want to talk about this. <laughs> so what, I guess, made you pick level E? I was interested in this one because Tagashi, I, you know, know about Hunter, Hunter, Hunter and Yu Yu Hakusho, but I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about level E. I've heard about it, like the anime, but never knew anything like what it was about and might as well got into it. Me neither. I remember seeing this on like uh, Tagashi's Wikipedia page as like something that he did in between Yu Yu Hakusho and Hunter Hunter. But uh, yeah, it's the same thing with you. I was like, man, what's that? I've never heard of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is like the Cool Shock BT of Tagashi. I would say it's significantly better than Cool Shock BT. But yes, <laughs> it's like their most lesser known. So for reference, Godzilla, are you familiar with Cool Shock BT? No. So that is the series of Rocky did before he did JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, wow. And it's about a little kid pulling pranks on people. It's a very strange read. They actually made a sequel of it like a year ago. Hmm. Yeah. Called Old Cool Shock BT, where <laughs> the kid is now like 80 years old. So he aged instead of a Rocky. <laughs> oh, is that the problem? Yeah, that's actually a Rocky has a drawing of BT that ages for him instead. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's the picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah, yeah. I would say. <laughs> I would definitely recommend it. It's only 12 chapters and 12 like short chapters. So if you want to just see what a Rocky did, because it's definitely kind of like a proto Dio, much like how we'll get into this is kind of like a proto Hunter Hunter in a few ways. Mm -hmm. Godswell, do you mind actually telling the audience still a little bit about yourself as well? Yeah, for sure. Uh, So, yeah, my name is actually Godswill. Yeah, that's a cool name. I love it. Uh, I didn't like it for a long time. But, uh, you know, when I came into college and people started telling me like they like my name, I started loving it. Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? High school and below, no, it wasn't cool. But high school just makes you feel bad about everything, you know. Yeah. Honestly, so I was glad to be out of that. And yeah, college, like I really found like my passion again for like anime. I thought I'd have to grow up, nah, right? <laughs> but now, yeah, working in the anime industry, like I used to work at Funimation as a social media mm-hmm. coordinator. Now I work at Viz Media as a community manager, social media manager, and um, on the side, I do a podcast called That's Dope, and we also do parties. We just did a party called the Blank. For it, where we honestly stayed up until 11 a.m. today. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that's why I'm a little dead. Oh my God. I really appreciate you being able to record with us today because we've been super excited because, especially the all the One Piece podcast guys, uh-huh. last week we were like, oh, Godsville, fucking awesome ass dude. You're lucky to have him on the show. <laughs> so hey. I've been really excited about recording with you today. Thank you. Jokes on you, mom. I turned, uh, I turned anime into my career. Yeah. <laughs> they still do ask me if I'm going to go to medical, but, um, you know, at this point, I'm good. They always do, don't they? Right. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, maybe you could have used that medical stuff when talking about all the, like, biology stuff in the yeah. series. <laughs> so why don't we turn it to actually getting into the series? So, Godswell, do you mind just giving the audience a bit of a rundown about the series? And then we talked about the Hunter Hunter connection, but what else has this author done that they might have heard of? I mean, Yu Yu Hakusho is like the big claim to fame, right? Yeah. And of course, Hunter Hunter. So those are huge titles that got me interested in this one. And uh, most anime aficionados have probably seen or heard of at least, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Yu Yu Hakusho got all of us into, or at least many of us millennials into anime, right? <laughs> <laughs> Might have just straight up been the best show on Toonami. Honestly. Probably the best anime opening of the 90s. Oh, Smile Bomb. Jesus Christ. Classic. You guys can watch my guitar cover of Smile Bomb. Ooh. Yeah, Jordan's on a cover of it. 
took a while to practice, but that was fun. Fun fact, Jordan's entire middle name is legally the entire lyrics to the English cover of Smile Bomb. <laughs> I don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, my birth certificate's very long. Oh, man. Wow, your parents are based. <laughs> it's the length that um, Republicans thought Obama's birth certificate should be, actually. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like McCall Culkin's legal name is McCall Culkin. Er, <laughs> I'm probably fucking up his name, the dude from Home Alone. Yeah, it's Macaulay Culkin. Whatever. Listen, I'm here to read manga, not read birth certificates. But <laughs> any, anyway, do you mind wrapping things up with just kind of what the runtime and the duration of the series was, Godswell? Yeah, for sure. So it was three volumes and then those 16 chapters uh, started in September 19th, 1995 and finished on December 3rd, 1996. So this is, I think, Jordan, what, the second or third oldest series? Cool Shock BT is clearly the oldest thing we ever read. Is there anything from the 90s we had covered before that you remember off the top of your head? Ooh, man, I feel like there was something, but I just, uh, I can't think of anything. Like, as we've mentioned many times before, it is very difficult to find translated manga from the 90s that wasn't popular, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, just finding translated manga from the 90s itself is surprising, and it has to be something that people care enough about to translate. Thankfully, Level E was, but clearly uh, they did not get the best translators for a couple for mm -hmm. at least a few of the chapters. <laughs> By the way, I was looking up, so we got, we actually have this dude who was like, hey, I made it this giant list of every single series in Shonen Jump that's ever run with offer runtime and stuff, so we just look at that. So Jordan, yes, level E is the second oldest thing we have ever covered. Wow. Third place is Double Arts, so we definitely have a giant 90s gap. <laughs> yeah, big gap right there. Is Biichi not older than Double Arts? I always kind of thought it was. Beachy wasn't shown in Jump, so that's why it's not on this list. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, I felt like Beachy was like yeah. late 90s, early 2000s. But yeah, that it wasn't shown in Jump, which, yeah. So this was, in terms of length, this was kind of the reverse Beachy. Yeah. <laughs> All these were double chapters, which I don't understand. It ran in Shonen Jump. Do you have any idea how it had double chapters like this in normal Shonen Jump? Like, I, do you have any idea if that was a thing in the 90s? No, actually, I was wondering about that myself. Like, I thought it was pretty odd. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are explaining that now, actually. <laughs> Well, all I could think is that maybe Shonen Jump was just like, well, you just made Yu Yu Hakusho. So, yeah, we'll give you like double length chapters. Like, is that what they did with Sandland? Like, how long was Sandland chapters? I think they were normal chapters. It was just a mini series. I feel like they were, right? Yeah. So maybe they were giving him like special rules because, uh, yeah. oh, Tagashi, you're the golden boy. And to be <laughs> fair, Tagashi is the golden boy. So it's true. I understand. It had to have been monthly, though, because it ran for 16 chapters, but it published for over a year. Mm. I would hope it's monthly. It seems like weekly has destroyed him. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I would hope he got like a monthly kind of break with this one, especially with the detail of some of this art. Exactly. For at least a significant portion of this manga, seems like it required a very long time to do. Yes, I think that why don't we actually tell the audience a little bit about what Level E is as we go into the awesome plot storming that Jordan has written. Oh, yes. Take us away. 
Hundreds of alien species live on Earth, and we have no idea about this. The following is a series of vignettes that take place in that universe. OG is the prince of the Dogra, appearing in high school baseball player Susui's home. And he pranks both him and his bodyguards by setting up a fake attack from a genocidal alien race called the Duskin, who do not attack humans because they love baseball. Next, a human-devouring alien creature has infiltrated a high school and eats young girls. Four boys witness the alien devouring their classmate and seek help from the mysterious Level E, a subsection of a mental hospital dedicated to investigating aliens. The investigator looks into it and discovers that the aliens are actually the last of their race, and they reproduce through cannibalism. It's complicated, but the sci-fi logic that they actually go into and is very complicated actually does make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it's actually kind of impressive the way that he does it. Yeah. But the boys all decide to pay back the investigator by joining him to help level E. But actually, this whole story was a manga written and drawn by Oji from the previous chapter, whose pitch is then rejected by Shonen Jump for being too dark. So... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Shitting on the Shonen Jump editors. Where have we seen that before? (laughs) Fucking Red Hood. This is Proto Red Hood as well as Proto Hunter Hunter. (laughs) The Popcorn David. OG is bored, so he kidnaps five kids and turns them into Power Rangers. This is definitely my favorite part of the entire series. Great part, yeah. Teleporting them into a knockoff Final Fantasy one that he made in RPG Maker 95, literally. (laughs) OG himself gets trapped into becoming the evil general's wife until the actual Dark Lord appears, revealing that he doesn't want to be evil. This anchors OG, who made him specifically to be evil. The Power Rangers kids immediately turn on OG and leave the planet, forcing him to fly them home. An alien species named the Magra reproduce when an alien queen mates with one male of a random species, giving birth to millions of daughters and spreading a virus that destroys the race of the father. Alien queen ends up falling in love with trans man but since he can't amazing to see in 90s shonen jump holy shit Mm -hmm. yeah she kidnaps him and gives him (laughs) space hrt and presumably a penis and they fall in love craft and og did some complicated triggering to make it so humanity isn't wiped out though popcorn god's will you remember baseball kid from the first chapter he's back and this time he's on his way to the baseball championships when his team is teleported to a dream world this one was kind of confusing and i'm not sure how they got out of it but they did (laughs) and then the power rangers kids uh rescue a trafficked mermaid who kills you if you tell a lie og's fiance appears and tricks him into marrying her and becoming king and then finally 10 years pass and og and his wife are held hostage by a rebel group but trick them into killing themselves turns out that it was on earth which was fully adapted to the aliens and integrated them into society into a beautiful utopia don't you love a happy ending yeah you know this series uh it ends in a way that's kind of like hopeful yeah you know Mm -hmm. jordan have we seen any manga where it just has like a terrible downer ending because it got canceled uh red hood oh yeah (laughs) literally the thing i'm a fucking idiot Yeah, you are, but that's not why. Oh, thanks, bud. (laughs) No, I love you. But yeah, uh, Red Hood, definitely. I mean, I talked last time about how I would like to see more downer endings in sports manga, but (laughs) yeah, I can't think of too many others that we've covered. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Slam Dunk definitely has a downer ending, which... Well, we didn't cover Slam Dunk. That's true. And it's one of two sports manga I've ever read in my entire life. Shout out to Aishul21, the (laughs) best sports manga for people that don't like sports manga. It's one of those things where it's like, it's just a good manga. 
first, let's go through the characters, because I know, Jordan, you definitely had a lot of love for this series, and I'm really interested to hear what Godswell thinks of it. So I'll start things off with the first character, uh, Tsutsui Yukitaka. So he is an Earthling. He lives alone. He plays baseball. He's kind of the main character for about five chapters, and he disappears. So that's a point for me on the chibi score, Jordan. Here's the thing. This is Tagashi, and anybody who's read Hunter Hunter yeah. knows that Gone is the main character for like only maybe half the arcs in Hunter Hunter. Hmm. Yeah. The way that he did this is so typical of Tagashi. Like, I don't mean that as like a, a bad thing at all. I think it really works the way that he does it. I mean, it works amazingly in Hunter Hunter. Even though Sutsui is no longer like a main character, he's still a character. Yeah. It's just that it's like, hey, don't don't worry about him for now. We'll come back to him later. He's not the focus here. That's fair. But you know who is definitely the focus of everything? Oh, the main character, yes. Godswell, will you do us the honor of telling us about Prince uh, Uji Oji, a.k.a. Prince Prince Ouija board? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Ouija, yeah. Prince Baka, a.k.a. Prince Oji, alien who uh, at the very beginning breaks into the house of Tsutsui Yuktaka. And throughout the whole series, he acts like a huge asshole, makes a lot fun of a lot of people, including his own staff. He often accidentally says what he's thinking and thinks what he's saying. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great joke when he's he's (laughs) trying to deceive him and he accidentally says what he's thinking out loud. Uh, I do like that. He's he's he keeps it real. He does. He does have cool alien powers like regeneration, like after sleeping for a bit and blue blood. He's the prince, the first prince of the planet Dogra. What's so interesting about him is that he's not a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's a villain, basically. Like He kills someone and it's like not a big deal. <laughs> that guy faked his death. But he didn't know that. <laughs> he knew that because the whole thing was a trick that he was doing. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. But Kraft and the people around him in Susui did not know that. Yeah, okay. But like at the end of the day, he is somebody that they mention many times. When he gets bored, he just ruins people's lives for fun. I really love that Power Rangers arc. It was the best fucking. It's really good. Especially also the chapters were shorter. So I was like, oh, this is great. And then they got long again. I was like, fuck. I noticed that. It was like, wait, this one, this one was shorter. What happened here? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, let me see if I can do weekly for like a month. And he's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so did anyone have anything else they want to say about the prince? He feels like a parody of like Dream from Sandman almost. Yeah. He's just this weird, super powerful, super intelligent being who just like is almost like a mad scientist. It's a very interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's also... A femboy, a Tagashi style femboy like Kurama, like Kurapika. You know, Tagashi loves putting in very feminine men. And that is absolutely OG to the point where he disguises himself as a princess. Mm-hmm. And straight up, when, when he first appeared, I was like, they just had a princess here. They just had like a pretty girl here. All right. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, wait, you're OG. And I'm like, oh, that's OG. Yeah, Tagashi definitely plays a lot with like LGBT stuff. Jordan, do you mind telling us about the most important, I would say, woman in the series? Um, Sorry, human woman in the series. Yeah, my, okay, my apologies. Yeah. I was like, hmm. She's only there for like a couple chapters. Her name's Edagawa Miho. So yeah, she is Sutsui's neighbor in the first chapter. And she is the daughter of a uh, of a high-ranking guy. Like, the thing is, that she doesn't really matter so much. She's just part of one of the little vignettes in this series. Mm-hmm. And she and uh, Sutsui have kind of a cute little moment where it seems like they start dating, kind of. 
Yeah, it's really sweet. I just like how, as you talked about the chibi, she is a strong female character, which is always nice to see in a Shonen Jump series and not to be sexualized, which kind of tells you God's will about the quality of some of the series we read. Mm. Like <laughs> Phantom Seer, where it's always showing like uh, a five shot of the 16 year old bone collection. Fucking bone collection. <laughs> is it like hard when like, you know, a series is like just hot garbage, but you still because of your job, you have to like hype it up. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, for sure. You know, you you're can't. like, yeah, build king. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, like the company is like, eh, you know, if no one's feeling this, then we're not having to hype it up. Like, oh, chainsaw man equals build king, right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember Stephen Paul was talking about, so the creator of My Hero Academia had two series that were complete failures. And when My Hero came out, they just didn't have any confidence in it. And when it blew up, they were like, oh, shit, shit, shit. So they had to like rush translate it. <laughs> I heard like uh, how it caught the, the industry on the worst. And to be fair, if you told me, hey, man, the guy who wrote Bulge of the Warring Planets is writing a new series, I'd be like, oh, I don't really care about that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking, speaking of warring planets, why don't we talk about his three bodyguards, Sato, Captain Kraft, and Colin, where for the most part, they're not particularly interesting besides Kraft. He's kind of like hard-blooded like Tetsui, but he can also be cool-headed. I really love how he was like, oh, I'm supposed to fight you guys, but I don't really care. And there's like a listening device, so we'll just pretend to fight. And he's like cooking or doing chores while they're like making fight noises or something. He's just like typing on his computer and smoking a cigarette. It's great. <laughs> Yeah. This is day off. I love Kraft. It's so good because he hates the prince. He think the, thinks the prince is a fucking bad person and a fucking idiot. And he's right on both counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he also is a sworn member of like the Dogra military. So he absolutely has to protect the prince and do what's right for him. And I really love how it's just like he has to straddle that line every day, every single day. Like part that David's talking about in the Power Rangers section um, is that OG's just like, Ooh, to get yourselves to stop being Power Rangers and take off the uh, Transformer that I gave you guys, you have to defeat my evil boss minion, Kraft. And Kraft is just like, yo, fuck you, man. I'm going to help the kids. What the hell? This is stupid. I really wish there was like a bonus chapter where he just like tries to like quit and like works at a convenience store and he's like so much happier and then he's like forced back in or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) The new part timer is an alien bot is a former alien bodyguard. I figure it would be like uh, Kraft rejoined and he was like, oh, the page just wasn't good enough. Fine. Oh, I'll come back. Or maybe it's about his dating life and it's called Kraft Singles. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's brilliant. All right. That's the best joke I'm going to make this episode. All right. Let's get into (laughs) the color of Rangers God's Will. Once again, I'm going to give you the best thing to talk about in this series. So please, can you tell us about the color Rangers? Yeah, there's some cool kids. I'm surprised that they're supposed to be elementary school kids, though. Like, they all felt older to me. But, you know, like how they kept saying they're elementary school kids. I just had to believe it. Well, they have that one kid with the mustache. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, hold up. This guy looks like he's like 20, but, you know, OK, elementary school. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess this is like one of the elementary schools that goes up to like sixth or seventh grade, you know? Gotcha. That would make sense. And he's just the one that hit puberty first. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the others do look a little smaller, but at the same time, they all have like some charm. They are oh, a gang yeah. of idiots for sure. Uh you know, all different types of personalities. And then eventually they, they take uh, their Color Ranger ability seriously and they become cool MMO gamers. <laughs> <laughs> cool gamer guys. Yeah. And Gon is there. Yeah. And oh, this yeah. is obviously Proto Green Island from Hunter Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, else is interesting, Jordan, is Princess Saki. So can you tell us about what is actually the most important female character in the series? 
she's an alien princess, and this is kind of a direct proto-Chimera ant arc in many ways, because her thing is that she must mate with a member of a random species in order to give birth to the next generation of her people, but the thing is, like, she has uh, basically a super, an ultra-powerful venereal disease, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when a male has sex with her, he gets a disease that becomes airborne and renders all males of his species uh, basically so omega aids i guess oh i was like what's a disease we can make fun of that it wouldn't be too over the line so i appreciate god's will you thinking of the best the best joke to make yeah. about that <laughs> it's the children of men disease yes you know but yeah she actually falls in love at first sight with the next character on the list Kyoko Mikahasa, who is a human that Saki has fallen in love with, a hopeless romantic, and is a trans man, which is just nothing wrong with that, but you just aren't expecting it from a series that came out in 1994. Yeah, pretty progressive, yeah. I was shocked. It also makes sense for Tagashi. Tagashi puts in a surprising amount of LGBT things into his series. Or non-binary characters, like with the Chimera. That is true. Hunter Hunter, um, the cat character whose name is, I forget because uh, it's very complicated, uses they, them pronouns. Yeah. Oh, the same. Pito, is that the uh, character? Yes, Pito. Yeah. Pito, thank you. Mm -hmm. Never Pito, yeah. yeah. That made it very hard to watch Hunter Hunter. I was like, I don't know what the fuck these characters' names are. Because they're all like four <laughs> syllables. Yeah. <laughs> And then of that, no characters do and issues with characters. Do you guys feel good about going into why it failed? Yeah. So God's will as the I was trying to think of like a weird like way to compliment you without sounding really mean to me and Jordan. <laughs> so I'll just say it anyway. So God's will as the most successful person in this chat. <laughs> can you please oh, tell wow. us us two failures? Nah. What really you didn't? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> can, you, can you please though tell us what did you not like? Yeah, so I guess like to start it off, uh, I guess it's like more dry than I expected it to be. Uh, very wordy. I guess it was like more thick than I expected. Um, oh, yeah. Extra it thick. was. Extra thick. Still a charming series. Like, I'm glad I read it. But at the same time, like, it, it did feel more of a slog to get through. You know, if it wasn't for the fact that it's like, okay, Sagashi, I gotta, I gotta read it. Then, you know, like, I don't know if I would have kept with it. And also the fact that it's like, okay, at least it's 16 chapters. Mm-hmm. I am glad I read, though. Also, to be fair, you know, you uh, if it was coming out during the time and you were reading it, you wouldn't be on a time limit where you had to read the whole thing in time for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, true. That is true, yes. <laughs> I think I appreciated the time limit for the podcast. It's like, okay, cool, yeah. let, me, let me get through this. Like, I think maybe if I had, like, stretched out throughout a year, I'd forget more about the characters, you know? I would forget more about, for example, like, the baseball chapter, mm -hmm. and I forgot, like, the main character. <laughs> To also go through a little bit more points, um, like the art uh, about it. it. Yeah, sometimes it's a little weird. This is some of the most blatant no backgrounds. Like sometimes I'll at least do like a gradient or be lazy. This is just straight white. Mm -hmm. I like it. I think it's stark. I think the way he does it is good. But we'll talk about it in the good part. <laughs> I think it was charming sometimes. But yeah, like sometimes it was just sort of hard to see or like to be in the moment. Or sometimes there's just straight up no art. It's just walls of text. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's lots of walls of text. And I'm like, oh, God, let's learn the rules about this game. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's my boy Tagashi. That's that's what he does. Walls <laughs> of text. Yeah. yeah but just because yeah. he does that doesn't mean it's good. I really hated the narrator and Chimera Ant. Yeah. <laughs> Except it is, because the narrator in Chimera Ant is actually great, and you have bad opinions. <laughs> Listen, I'm with Totally Not Mark. Even if he says the name of the series wrong. <laughs> he says Hunter x Hunter, and I was like, dude, really? I say Hunter x Hunter. <laughs> the, Chimera, the Chimera Ant arc, yeah. Chimera. <laughs> 
he asked like a Japanese person how to say gone, but I guess they didn't tell him. Oh, by the way, you're saying the name of the series wrong in your episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I'm with you. I, I was on the side of I think the art just had some issues. One thing, it felt like there was kind of an uncanny value where I feel mm-hmm. like some of the art was just tracings. Like he mm-hmm. traced people. It's not. He's just a good artist. <laughs> but yeah, and then the walls of text. I also feel like there was kind of a Pucci effect, at least in the first initial chapters, where it's literally like, if the prince isn't there, everyone is like, where's the prince? What's the prince up to? Like, there was arcs where the prince had nothing to do with it, and they're like, he must be involved somehow, that mm-hmm. rascal. This is his series. Mm-hmm. And I get it, but I'm still like, it would have been nice if the characters existed, like... Outside of his universe, right? Like, that fake fight was awesome, because it was them fucking with the yeah. prince, and I really wanted to see more of that. Yes, I can agree. <laughs> agree with that <laughs> and it's also it just kind of completely abandoned the original premise in the first five chapters to do a much better arc but still when you're 16 chapters it's kind of weird that the series just really didn't have a consistent idea about what the point of the series was and i'll definitely go into what i would have done different to have added kind of a skeleton to the series to make it a lot i would say more understandable while reading the whole thing as a cohesive patch so it's funny because um remember a while ago i was talking about uh crazy genre shifts that happen in manga <laughs> But what, who I always think of when I say that is Yu Yu Hakusho. How Yu Yu oh, Hakusho yeah, starts right. out. And it seems like it's just going to be about this uh, this dude as a ghost just like solving crimes. And then, <laughs> yeah, it always felt like Tagashi was just like, this isn't working. And then he just changes the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't they like not even adapt the first like 30 chapters of the manga when they did the anime? They skipped a bunch of the chapters. Yeah, there's one where he's like a boxing coach as a ghost. There are a bunch of chapters of early Yu Yu Hakusho where it does feel like Tagashi's just kind of spinning his wheels trying to come up with stuff to do with Yusuke, and then he's just like, I'm just going to make it a fighting manga. (laughs) I mean, it worked out. It was a great series. Yeah. It worked. No, yeah. And speaking of things that worked, do you guys want to go into what it did well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jordan, though, as definitely the biggest cheerleader of this series, what are the things that really stood out to you as positives about Level E? I don't know what you guys are talking about, because this is like some of the best art I've ever seen in manga. (laughs) His line work is incredible. The shading is like sometimes just so impeccable. What's very interesting is that he's doing some kind of, it almost feels like Junji Ito Mm. style here, like where it's realistic in a way that is horror, which is interesting because the series is not really horror, but it often leans on horror. It's like a horror comedy thing. That first chapter before the twist comes up where they reveal it's all a joke it's scary yeah like this uh, evil alien race that they build up as these monstrous genocidal fighters just like start <laughs> following the main characters and they break through the wall there was a really good joke where the alien punches through the wall and he's like oh you can get that fixed this is a fucking gate they just put like a saloon style yeah. gate over it and yeah. so he just pushes through it into uh, Miho's room he's like hey what's up it's really good I also appreciate the humor is much more like situational it's not just like puns which I feel like Japan is like a language design where puns are super easy so I appreciate it was a lot I mean the cost of it was there was a lot of text because he had to kind of set up the jokes in a particular way but I think the jokes were worth the long setups some of the payoffs were like were very good. Yeah, I really liked like for instance uh, with the the evil general OG uh, did a bad job programming all these characters. So the general is like, ah, oh, we're gonna get married, and he's reading a book on <laughs> sex because yeah. he doesn't understand how it works. Yeah, and like three times, and like three times he goes to OG and he's like, princess, are you into normal stuff? And he's like, no. <laughs> so then he goes back and reads another chapter. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, do you like toys? And the prince is like, no. And then he's reading a book about regret. <laughs> I mean, that entire arc, I would have read a manga that was just that like six chapter block. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll talk about my final opinion. That block was 100% not a flop if that was the quality of the entire yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. So, Cosmo, though, what were some positives that you saw in the series? I have to agree. I think it was funny and charming. Like it was it was a fun time, like reading this. And I, like like I said, I was glad I actually read it, uh, even though like I did complain that it was so slog at times. Uh, and I do have to agree, like the art is unique, you know, like uh, like Uncanny Valley. But like it, it was something that stood out. And at times, like it, it leaned into like the horror element, like Junji Ito. So I think it was pretty good. And yeah, like lots of cool ideas that like uh, lead into future ideas for future titles. Right. So really cool to see the prototypes of that happening here yeah 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 you guys uh, brought up a lot of great stuff already that's really hits the nail and that was the next thing i was gonna say this series is really cool to read because it's literally show seeing him experiment with ideas that evolved into hunter hunter and it's actually fun to read those ideas it's not like beachy you know where it was a ton of really stupid fucking ideas uh Godswell, if you're not familiar beachy was the first series by the creator of soul eater and fire force uh. and that has a lot of dog shit ideas our yeah. guest actually on that episode didn't fully read the series but he was able to fake it we did not notice <laughs> he read one in four chapters and that was a monthly series and we couldn't tell because of how redundant and just garbage. So this is how you do it. While we're on the topic, though, of where that could have gone, why don't we go into where this manga could have gone? So my idea for like a skeleton framework, as I talked about in the issues I had, I think it really would have been cool if they had kept the humans and turned this into kind of men in black, like mm-hmm. people talked about in comparison. But it would have been cool if they were brought in and that they deal with all of the aliens. We have reoccurring characters. And I really liked the world building he did. But he has all these interesting alien ideas. But only in like the fourth chapter, do you see like multiple alien species really interacting that aren't the main aliens. And I think that would have been cool because he was putting in the effort to fully think about these series. He just kind of was throwing away ideas because this was just him getting ideas out before I made Hunter Hunter. Mm-hmm. I totally understand. But again, it also made it that a lot of times it was hard not to feel like my time was being wasted while I was reading parts because I was like, this character doesn't matter. This doesn't matter at all. Oh, this character came back, even though, you know, it was supposed to be the main protagonist not showing up for 70% of the series is a little <laughs> bit weird. I know Jordan's gonna say, but that's just how he writes. I get it. Doesn't mean it's a good thing at all. Always. I feel like you're expecting this series to have one type of structure when it's doing a completely different kind of structure. It's not even like this is how he writes. I just feel like it's like watching Doctor Who from series to series and being like, wait, why the fuck isn't Rose here? What the hell? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's like Rose is appearing like on episode four of a 12 episode series. Maybe that's not the example, but it's like, uh, (laughs) oh, why when he goes to like this time period, why doesn't that guy show up again? And it's like, well, he's not in that time period anymore. Doctor Who still had that where they had reoccurring characters and things mingling. Like, that's what I wanted was. And so does Lily Lee. <laughs> I feel like it was more like the ideas kind of got dropped, but <laughs> we can bigger about that kind of thing forever. Yeah. To be honest, I just am not a big fan of anthology series. I know this isn't an anthology, but it, I would consider it like a soft anthology. It definitely felt like one. Yes. Mm hmm. It technically it isn't, but it does feel like that, especially the second story. Yeah. I just straight up thought they were pulling like a Halloween three. OG Myers isn't in this one. Got him. (laughs) (laughs) But Godswell, how about you? What what would you have said you would have changed about this series? I love that uh, idea about like the men in black. Uh, that, like, that was brilliant to me. Yeah, I do wish that like it was like a coherent story or like with like the main character going through crazy hijinks mm-hmm. or if, you know, maybe different humans, you know, like if you could have followed the different humans, like I think like yeah. the mix up of aliens that was eating people, that was like a weird bit to like sort of go to. Yeah, it would have been cool. Like if it that came back. 
Yeah, like that Power Rangers came back, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Power Rangers did. Yeah, because he mentions in there that like, uh, oh, you know, um, this is a real alien race, by the way. And it was like, well, I would, I would kind of like to see the real life version of the quote unquote real life version of this in in that world, you know. Mm-hmm. And I also will say, I should have brought this up during what it did uh, poorly. Uh, some of the chapters, I'm not, I don't really think he cared about the resolution that much. <laughs> yeah, it just ended, or like he's just like, oh, never mind, scrap this. I legitimately don't know how that baseball arc ended. He loves his anticlimax. That's a great point. Gets very surreal sometimes, and sometimes he gets so surreal that, yeah, like, he loses the uh, actual kind of plot. I mean, he straight up had characters drawn as cubism, which was pretty rad. (laughs) And actually, I would have liked to have seen more of that. The Teenage Renaissance David inspired. Yeah, there were some moments in this, like, uh, the moment where I first thought this was actually when when Kraft is like, oh, well, maybe if I hit him hard enough again, he will regain his memory. So then they just show him doing, like, transforming into different forms of like uh, Japanese warriors and stuff and beating the shit out of him. And I just thought, man, this is the kind of humor that I wanted from Teenage Renaissance David. It isn't the same jokes, but it's like the style of humor, you know? <laughs> uh, but I think we're getting a lot off track. So do you guys have any other things you would have done differently in the series? Or should we keep this train of miscellaneous spots going into that section? I'm good to move on. How about you guys? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. So, Jordan, as you were already starting into, what are your miscellaneous thoughts? I don't know why I said it like that. I just felt like... <laughs> There's a Nen system in this Yes, they series. say Nen. I they love that. They say Nen. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's just like Hunter. I saw that. I lost my shit. Like, oh my God. Because he's talking to the Power Rage and he's like, you just have to manipulate your Nen. And he's going into all these like overcomplicated descriptions. Like it felt like Takashi was almost making fun of his own tendency. Before it even came out. <laughs> he, he was making fun of the Nen system before he said what it was in Hunter Hunter. It's amazing. By the way, are you guys of the opinion Nen was thought of before the series started or no? I think before. I think he thought of it before he started it. I think that what he did was uh, he decided, you know, Nen is way too complicated to start Hunter Hunter off with. Mm-hmm. And if I start if I start this series off explaining an overly complicated system in the first arc, like Build King tried to do later, Gah. it will completely drag everything down. So why don't I just start by getting you uh, into the characters and then I'll add that later. And that worked out a lot better than what a lot of others series did yeah we have actual evidence right here that he was at least thinking of some kind of system called net yeah i mean that's the whole point of the series was him trying ideas and mm-hmm. then like that's the big two us we talked about he blatantly getting some of that philosophy for the chimera antarch when he has just a character talk for half a page saying how humans are destroying the planet and why humans suck which was the entire yeah. plot of the chimera antarch there are at least three storylines here that feel like dry runs for the Chimera Ant art. Yeah. <laughs> the alien princess Saki, they, first of all, they show her mother, the queen, and she just looks like almost exactly like the Chimera Ant Queen from Chimera Ant art. And the premise is the same where it's like, oh, they, uh, they mate with other creatures and like take on their genetics, which is the whole thrust of the Chimera Ant art. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, Power Rangers arc where it's like these artificial beings gaining some form of self-awareness, which is also the whole point of the Chimera Ant art. It's really interesting to see these uh, proto-Hunter Hunter elements. And actually, I was curious, do you guys think that this is like a prequel? Because the end of level E, that world resembles the world of Hunter Hunter. I mean, the real world also resembles the world of Hunter Hunter. Uh. Say they're in Japan, and Japan has a different name in the Hunter Hunter universe. 
spoilers, uh, the world of Hunter Hunter does not actually in real life resemble Earth. It technically is not, but it really feels like it. <laughs> Except for the fact that it's not. It definitely is. I mean, isn't that true, though? No, I get what you mean. By the way, something completely unrelated to everything. Did you guys notice every single panel in this manga was square? I didn't notice that until you said no. it. No. He was actually not very experimental with the actual composition of the page, which I thought was just interesting for a series that's this experimental. Yeah, maybe that was a good thing because, like, there were so many other very spe- experimental aspects to it. Maybe it's like that kind of grounded it in a sense, or at the very least, maybe that enabled him to focus on other things. Mm-hmm. Like, now that you mention it, it seems like that might have been a conscious decision. Yeah. I wonder if it was also a limitation of the time, because like I'm assuming with computers, it's a lot easier to do things like imposing panels or rotation. Uh, not that you couldn't yeah. do that before, but I would be curious if that was something that in the two, like in the mid 2000s and forward, you see people be more experimental with layout. Yeah, like a lot of those stark white backgrounds, mm-hmm. I think in a more modern series would be gray tone. Yeah, he would have done something with it. Yeah. I think that a lot of the times those were uh, deliberate decisions because there are a lot of moments in this series where the backgrounds are incredibly detailed Mm -hmm. and just like really well-drawn architecture and walls and stuff. Like when they go to the Duskins household in like the first story arc kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. But yeah, and then that's really all the miscellaneous fonts I had. Uh, the one thing also is I really hated some of the fonts they used in the translation, but I can't blame the series for that. I was like, I don't know what this is saying. Yeah, like they they did a thing where they had like a wall of text. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Did you guys read that? I did. (laughs) I tried. I read one of them. There was another one that was clearly overcomplicated as a joke that I just skipped. (laughs) (laughs) Where they go into the details of the the Power Rangers powers. And I was just like, okay, the joke is that this is overcomplicated. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, By the way, was there any other miscellaneous thoughts you had? Yeah, uh, sometimes it felt like a horror manga to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was a very interesting detail, uh, especially like that one where the kidnappings were happening, you know, as it was changing ideas a lot. Like it felt like it was changing genres quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I like the ending too. like uh, the ending mm-hmm. of it being like uh, optimistic, like we coexist with aliens. It is hopeful. Like I, I always have mm-hmm. the fear that like humans are just going to be annihilated or like really like go through it with aliens when it happens. Yeah. And also I, I liked um, the sort of diversity of like alien species that came. We saw mermaid. We saw bug species. We saw uh, other humanoids i thought that was pretty cool like even like the first uh species that really likes baseball uh, i thought that was pretty that was pretty funny that was such a good thing like (laughs) the whole chapter they're like oh these evil aliens i wonder why they don't attack humans like there's something about humans that they just they don't like maybe they fear them or something and it turns out that they just really like baseball and they don't want to destroy earth because that's where the baseball is yeah yeah Yeah. and this is actually a prequel to nine balls dragon parade i thought that yeah Oh, God, that was a serious. Oh, by the way, one completely last thought just inspired this conversation. I feel actually this would have been the perfect series for Jordan Peele to make an adaption of because it's like the perfect horror comedy. And I feel he would be the guy who would know how to make a movie out of this series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did Twilight Zone. So he likes anthologies. I would absolutely show this manga to Jordan Peele. Even if he wouldn't do an adaptation of it, he would absolutely like this. Because this is a great series that, I mean, oh man, I just totally spoiled my opinion on it as (laughs) I've been doing this entire entire recording. We're literally two minutes away from that, so I think it'll be Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, definitely Jordan Peele, I think number two director I'd have on the show. Number one being, I think James Gunn. Oh man! (laughs) My pick to have as a director on Shonen Flop. 
I thought you were going to say Taika Waititi, oh, who I would also oh, have on the fuck, show. He'd be great. No, I think James Gunn would be the most would be the best suited for the format of the show. Okay, okay, yeah. We, we've also already had the funniest man in New Zealand when we had Tim Bat on the show. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Last miscellaneous thought. I appreciated the translator. So there were a lot of references to like little Japanese things and little Japanese musicians that we wouldn't know. So the translator was just like, you know, I'm just going to swap it with MC Hammer and Neil Diamond and stuff because Americans, that's more or less the Japanese equivalent of what's happening here. So like there's one thing where the Power Rangers in order to activate his superpower has to recite the entirety of the lyrics to Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. That could have been it because like Hunter Hunter actually has a lot of music references like Deep Purple. That's not just Araki who does that. Well, no, there is a translator's note. Oh, does it? Oh, I must have missed that then. Yeah, the translator says, okay, look, it wasn't MC Hammer in the original. It was actually a reference to a 90s Japanese jingle, but this is more or less the equivalent of that. Because you guys aren't going to know what the fuck I'm talking about if I just write that there. But you know what I do know what I'm talking about is my final thoughts on this series. So why don't we move to the final verdict? So let's start things off with a six word summary. We had four this week. So first of all, we got Scott. Level E, great ideas, but an uneven execution. T. Wolflet, level E, Tagashi's long forgotten manga. Maxi B, level E, deliberately short, rare trait. I appreciate Maxi B for having someone <laughs> whose name rhymes with the name of the series. So yeah, Maxi B, level E. <laughs> yep. And then finally from Tucker, who is listening in right now, who actually gave me a list of five. So I picked the one I like the most, Tucker. So if you disagree with what your favorite is, I'm sorry that I have a trash <laughs> taste. So he said, alien invasion annoys and inconveniences mankind. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's true. Exactly. That's why I picked it. So see, Tucker, you got a laugh out of Jordan. So at least I picked one of your better ones. Tucker only makes bangers, but yeah. (laughs) Dude, yeah. God's will this dude, Tucker fucking Chad at it, making six word summaries. We gave him his own category for best Tucker six word summary when we did our (laughs) best of the year awards. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's dope. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But speaking of people who make great six word summaries, God will, do you mind telling us what yours was? Yeah, for sure. I said a legend's forgotten funny middle child. I really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, Yeah. again, accurate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then how about you, Jordan? My six word summary is what if Sandman was a dick? <laughs> nice. All right. And then I had two. One was just because I recycled a joke I made in the chibi. So I felt that's not fair. Where I said rated E, but not for everyone. <laughs> and then my actual one is what if a Rocky made you Yu Haka show? Yeah. Because yeah. let's be real. This is like if someone told me a Rocky had written this, I probably would have taken them at face value and believed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy enough. Yeah. I just I hope they're friends. I hope so, too. <laughs> All right, but we might not be friends after this because let's go into flop or not. So God's will, oh, yeah. was this a flop or not? I would say it's almost a flop. Like I wouldn't Ooh. like tell people, like especially people who are just getting into manga to read it. But mm-hmm. I think people like who are fans of Takashi's works should read it, especially like if they have like a little bit more awareness of different genres. If they're not going into expecting great battle manga, then I think you can enjoy this. That's fair. How about you, Jordan? This is not a flop for me. No, this series is awesome. I love this series. I think that like my biggest issues with the series involve the fact that I had like uh, three hours to read it, basically. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize it was going to be that long. If I was aware of the length and had paced it out evenly, like I wouldn't have even really had that as a problem. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed like so much of this series. You know, it definitely wasn't perfect, but like, man, it was so interesting to read. It was successful in a lot of places, raised some very interesting questions, and I thought it was very funny a lot of the time. So no, this was not a flop at all for me, dog. So then Jordan, 
since you like the series, did you like this more than Cop and Dolphin? I think that's your current favorite. Yes. Hmm. Damn. So we have a new winner for Jordan for his favorite series of all time, wow. which makes it really <laughs> awkward that I think this series was a flop. I actually consider this series painful to read at times. Yeah, honestly, I have to agree with that. Like, I was like, man, just got to get through this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. I want to say the Power Rangers parody, that would have been a close contender for best thing I've ever read. So it's kind of like <laughs> a Robot Laser Beam, where Robot Laser Beam was yeah. good until it got super racist and super bad after the time skip. It's mm. more like, uh, you remember in Monster Tamer Girls how there was just that one yes. really good chapter and then like the entire rest of the series was like pretty fucking boring and unmemorable? Yeah. <laughs> Except... This series has significantly higher highs than Monster Tamer Girls. Oh, yeah. Like, this definitely would have been a top three series if it was just that. And it's also not a coincidence those chapters were only, like, 25 pages. Yeah. These were a lot of text for 45-page chapters, and that just made the problem a lot worse. Sometimes you gotta rain Tagashi in, Mm -hmm. all right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would say it's definitely not the worst thing we've ever read. But yeah, I think instead of reading this, just fucking read or watch Hunter Hunter, man. This is all you need. You don't need to read the series if you watch that because it's all of his best ideas from this series. And then if you really like Hunter Hunter and want to read more, yeah, absolutely check Levelly out. I can agree. I thought you were going to say Yu Yu Hakusho. (laughs) I just assume at this point you've seen Yu Yu Hakusho. That's fair. Oh, I have to show that to Rachel. Oh, yeah. Yu Yu Hakusho owns... We're watching uh, Ranking of Kings right now. Uh, that's my favorite show this year. I actually messaged my my friend who is deaf right before this, and I'm curious what his thoughts are on the, the sign language. So if you guys want to know, I'm happy to post it in the chat what he actually says sure. about it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to you, Scott, who I just realized wouldn't be able to. Well, we have transcripts now, actually. So that was actually yeah. one of the big inspirations because he wanted to check our show out. So shout out again to our transcription team so that he actually can enjoy the show. Yeah, transcripts. You add a significant amount of accessibility to our show for listeners who otherwise would physically not be able to experience it. So thank you so much. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so though, I guess let's go to shout outs where we can really hear what Godswill's really been doing with his time when he's not being on Shonen Flop. <laughs> God's will, though. So really, thank you so much. This has been absolutely a pleasure. You lived up to every bit of the hype we heard from the Shonen. Or wow. sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every single bit we heard from the Shonen flop. No, every little bit we heard from the One Piece team. Shout out to them, by the way. That was a lot of fun to be on, too. On that note, we're going to have Zach on a future episode where we found a legal manga that he's going to be on since he has a lot <laughs> degree that we've been saving. But yeah, so God's will, though, can you really tell us everything about what's been going on in your world and where they can find you? Absolutely. So yeah, my name is Godswill Ugwa Jr. That is my handle. Hard to spell, but usually I'm the black guy with the dreads. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll see um, I have like a green profile like on all my channels, so Instagram, Twitter, Facebook even. Yeah, like what I do on the side is I work at Viz Media and I do a podcast of my own called That's Dope where we sometimes talk about anime. We talk about current events. Uh, it's pretty funny, pretty explicit, but yeah, it's pretty fun. And uh, I also do parties. I just finished doing this blanket fort party mm-hmm. and and I plan to do a lot more actually throughout the U.S., like uh, in Dallas and in L.A. We just did or we nice before Corona. We did a Cowboy Bebop themed jazz party. So, Whoa. yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a lot more interesting ideas to come out. So that's a group called uh, That's Dope Entertainment. So, yeah, stay on the lookout for that. That's really cool. Uh, David is the reason that we canonically know that Spike is Jewish. Ah, 
I live in New York City, by the way, so I'd absolutely love to go uh, if you <laughs> do one in the city. <laughs> so I was in New York Comic Con. I actually met the writer of Cowboy Bebop and I wow. talked to him about kind of the Ashkenazi background and why he picked it. And he was like, yeah, it just seemed like a really cool aesthetic and like so and so. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, I just made him Jewish because, you know, why not? So, <laughs> yes, iconically. <laughs> no. Before I like ask my question, I just go to the translator. And I was like, I'm sorry that you have to translate this. And she was like, it's fine. I've had people ask him worse questions at these things. <laughs> <laughs> of course. This cowboy bebop, of course, she has. <laughs> that was super awesome. Um, but yeah, I actually am looking at it right now. My signed cowboy bebop, the movie poster where he and uh, I forget her name. She recently passed away. Mm. She did something with the scripts as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember seeing that. But yeah, so that's really awesome. I definitely want to check all that things out. Uh, so thank you again, though, for being on the show. I also want yeah. to give props to Jordan for making the opening and ending theme, being a great co-host and helping with the editing as well. Oh, you're very welcome, David. I also want to give props to Mer Lyle for the awesome cover. You can find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Want to know, we actually had a Discord poll where it was between the mocking SpongeBob meme and the e-meme. It won by one vote. So fuck you, Jordan, because that was his idea. But I still think the mocking SpongeBob meme was better. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, I won. Yeah. Hell yeah. I misunderstood. Yeah. I had to explain to our artist what the meme was. So we'll see how that ends up. (laughs) And I also want to give props to Tucker for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Thanks to Luke for being our community producer. Check out his awesome Simpsons One Piece mashup series called Domance Dawn uh, on his site, <laughs> LukeHair.com. Thank you to T-Root, Ozzy Rat, T-Wolfwood for bringing our awesome transcription volunteers. The new site is out. You can find their transcripts on Applicable. They do a great job. I love them all. And uh, Jordan, is there anything you want to say? Thank you so much, David, for the editing you do and just kind of uh, the structuring of the podcast. You do a lot of stuff. <laughs> See, I told you uh, we'd get you up before 1030. Mad appreciation. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and then just some final notes. You can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever else you get your podcasts. On that note, Spotify now has podcast reviews. Been enjoying the show. Appreciate if you took the 10 seconds to give us five stars. If you already have, you are the best. And as we mentioned, the Discord is pretty rad. Come hang with us. Talk about anime, games, or whatever else is on your mind. People are wondering, is it for patrons? The answer is no. We have one patron channel. Everyone else totally will we have like 300 people in here it's pretty freaking rad gods will appreciate you joining our discord as you are a professional i'm sure you're like they don't know what they're doing uh- <laughs> <laughs> no nah, you guys are killing it oh that's so sweet of you thank you senpai someone was like you guys don't have a porn channel on your discord this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> the bar <laughs> that's the wall we had to circumvent. Yeah. we don't have a dedicated porn channel on our discord <laughs> which you actually, have no idea how rare that is yeah i would say people invite me for like their show and then I have to meet like their two or three porn channels and I'm like yeah this yeah. is weird why do you have a porn channel <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but though on the note of Patreon if you would like to help our podcast keep going and be able to grow into bigger and better things consider subscribing have a ton of awesome perks like bonus episodes on Magu-chan Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer and PPPP which Jordan has not been cancelled yet it'll be sad when we have yes. to change this copy editing but somehow it's not in the U19 club yes and you could even be sitting in on us while we record this episode. Just shout out to our patrons who are listening right now while we record this. You can find it at hey. patreon.com slash shonenflop. And I also want to give a shout out to some patrons in particular. So I want to give a shout out to our two Chainsaw Man patrons, Pterodactyl Ghost, T. Wolfwood, who wrote something really long, and we we're trying to make this a short one. I'm not reading that. Then we have King of the Forest, <laughs> Albie, Cameron H., another long name I'm not reading, Gabe Lando, Kylie Denton, Mark, M. Solovich, Marty, Rachel, my lovely girlfriend, Scarlett Mirman, and T. The BBB King, BBB The. Uh, and that's everyone. Yeah, thanks everybody. You guys are great. Nice.
And then I also want to give a shout out to The Last Comic Book Shop. Super awesome comic podcast. They gave us a shout out. At least I could do. And you can find them at twitter.com slash lastcomicshop. So though, all that's left to do now is the sign off. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our first thoughts on a series about quick passion. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been God's Will. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, floppers. Yeah! Yeah! Yay! Bye! <laughs> Bye! <laughs>